Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company, and you can find out more and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. <clears throat> the website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show lined up for you today, including special guest Kathleen Pasadomo. She is the president of the Florida State Senate and our state senator. We'll also visit with Boo Mortensen. We'll find out what's new with Boo right here on the Paradise Coast. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government. We'll also visit with my wife, Linda, who's up to speed and up to stuff with all kinds of things going on here on the Paradise Coast as well as around the country. It is June the 6th, and on this day in 1944, Supreme Allied Commander General Dwight D. Eisenhower gave the go-ahead for the largest amphibious military operation in history, Operation Overlord, the Allied invasion of northern France, commonly known as D-Day. By daybreak, 18,000 British and American parachutists were already on the ground, and additional 13,000 aircraft were mobilized to provide air cover and support for the invasion. At 6.30 a.m., American troops came ashore at Utah and Omaha beaches. The British and Canadian overcame light opposition to capture Gold, Juneau, and Sword beaches, as they did the Americans at Utah. The task was much tougher at Omaha Beach, however, where the U.S. 1st Division battled against high seas, midst, uh, mines, burning vehicles, and German coastal batteries, including an elite infantry division which spewed heavy fire. Many wounded Americans ultimately drowned in the high tide. They were actually carrying 80-pound backpacks, having tumultuous weather, and uh, many of them just drowned because they couldn't get to shore. British divisions, which uh, landed at Gold, Juno, and Sword Beaches, and the Canadian troops also met with heavy German fire. <clears throat> but at day's end, 155,000 Allied troops, Americans, British, and Canadians, had successfully stormed Normandy's beaches and were then able to push inland. Within three months, the northern part of France would be freed and the invasion force would be preparing to enter Germany, where they would meet up with the Soviet forces moving in from the east. Before the Allied assault, Hitler's army had been in control of most of mainland Europe, and the Allies knew that a successful invasion of the continent was central to winning the war. Hitler knew this too and was expecting an assault on the northwestern Europe in the spring of 1944. He hoped to repel the Allies from the coast with a strong counterattack that would delay future invasion attempts, giving him time to throw the majority of his forces into defeating the Soviet Union in the east. Once that was accomplished, he believed an all-out victory would soon be his. But for their part, the Germans suffered from confusion in the ranks and absence of celebrated Commander Field Marshal Erwin Rommel, who was away on leave. At first, Hitler believed that the invasion was a feint designed to distract the Germans from a coming attack north of the Seine River, refused to release nearby divisions to join the counterattack, and reinforcements had to be called from further afield, causing delays. He also hesitated in calling for armored divisions to help the defense. In addition, the Germans were hampered by effective Allied air support, which took out many key bridges and forced the Germans to take long detours, as well as efficient Allied naval support, which also protected advancing Allied troops. Though D-Day was not awful on exactly as planned, 
As later claimed by the British Field Marshal Bernard Montgomery, for example, the Allies were able to land only fractions of the supplies and vehicles they intended in France. The invasion was a decided success, however. By the end of June, the Allies had 850,000 men and 150,000 vehicles in Normandy and were poised to continue their march across Europe. The heroism and bravery displayed by these troops <clears throat> from the Allied countries on D-Day has served as an inspiration for many, many films, well, including the latest uh, Band of Brothers in 2001. What a heroic experience, what a heroic effort it was on D-Day. So many gave their lives, and again, for our freedom. Well, the United States is trailing its competitors in terms of life expectancy, underperforming the 56 countries worldwide. That's according to a new study. The findings published uh, March 28th in the American Journal of Public Health show that citizens of Albania, Chesia, Cuba, and Lebanon have na- expect to live longer and healthier lives than the average U.S. citizen. Researchers use groundbreaking new methods to determine the ranking, factoring in data from the United Nations, the Human Mortality Database, and the U.S. Mortality Database to track trends from the past 80 years. Those resources uncovered that the inflection point for U.S. life expectancy decline was not in the 80s or 90s like previously believed, but appeared to be a much larger and older public health issue. Increases in U.S. life expectancy initially slowed in the 50s through the early 70s before temporarily rebounding from the 74 to 82. However, it slowed again from 83 to 2009. Life expectancy then flatlined through 2010s before plummeting in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. According to researchers, 17 countries outranked the U.S. for more than 50 years in the measure. Steve Wolf, who's an MD, Director Emeritus of the Center for Society and Health in Virginia Commonwealth University, noted that uh, Americans are sicker than most other countries despite spending more on health care. Let me just repeat that. We're sicker than most other countries, or many other countries, despite spending more on health care. Even Americans with healthy behaviors, for example, those who are not obese or do not smoke, appear to have a higher disease rate than their peers in other countries, said Wolf. We found that the countries with uh, different cultures, forms of governance, societies, and economies all found a way to outperform the United States in terms of health outcomes and life expectancy. The uh, study also found that significant differences between the United States and U.S. regions with life expectancy generally highest in states throughout the Northeast and West, but lower in the Midwest and South Central. Over time, we're seeing widening disparities in health trends at the state level, Wolf admitted. Interesting information. I saw a video the other day of a doctor, and uh, his name escapes me right now, but uh, he said that uh, we over-medicate our seniors, and one of the reasons that they die when they do is we're actually killing them off with too much medication. And uh, that certainly is a possibility, isn't it? And you think about it, and of course, I personally believe that a lot of people died prematurely because of the vaccine. And uh, there are more and more studies to demonstrate that that is at least probable, if not true. Well, door on the west side of the U.S. Capitol was left open, most unguarded, for key moments during the January 6th riot, allowing more than 300 people to enter the building, unimpeded even as officers fought valiantly to keep protesters out of other sections of the official home of the uh, of Congress. The footage, which confirms uh, concerns first raised by Senator Ron Johnson two years ago, shows an episode in a narrow hallway in the middle of the Capitol that began at about 2.30 p.m., 
on January the 6th, right after the first breaches were reported elsewhere in the landmark building, Capitol Police officers ushered a few intruders already inside the building through the non-public Upper West Terrace hallway and toward a fire evacuation door, which is clearly marked by a sign declaring it was an emergency exit. That's what the footage showed. <clears throat> My personal belief, when all this comes through the wash and people get it figured out, is that this was a setup. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats knew that Trump was going to be on the lawn in the Capitol with his rally. And they said, you know what, we're going to uh, frame this to look like uh, he created an insurrection. Don't think it's going to work. I think all this is going to, when it falls away and we, the truth comes out, uh, evidence like this. So we'll see that that's the case. Well, Washington, D.C. officials said Sunday a loud, uh, they heard a loud sound that shook houses sh stretching from northern Virginia to Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, was a result of a sonic boom from jet fighter jets scrambled to intercept a smaller plane that had entered restricted airspace. According to the reports, the plane later crashed in a remote area of central Virginia. Details of how the incident unfolded are still emerging. Flight records indicate the plane, as a Cessus citation, took off from eastern Tennessee en route to Long Island, New York, but did a 180-degree turn near its destination. The craft entered restricted airspace shortly after 3 p.m., uh, upon which the jets intercepted the Cessna but did not engage. The craft did not respond when hailed, and one fighter pilot reported seeing the Cessna pilot unresponsive and hunked over in the cockpit. Uh, early morning suggests that there was at least four passengers on board. Uh, search uh, teams reached the crash site yesterday evening but found no signs of survivors. The ghost plane crash that killed four people left a crater indicating a near nosedive into the ground, pulverizing the wreckage. The private Cessna flew in restricted airspace over the Capitol uh, Sunday afternoon with a pilot appearing to be unresponsive at the controls, possibly rendering unconscious with the pressure inexplicably dropped. The aircraft then crashed in Raffine, Virginia, leaving a crater that suggested a near nosedive cra uh, crash, as we mentioned. The horrific crash site had at most only four recognizable pieces from the plane, which were at first responder noting there was nothing regularly bigger than your arm in the crash site. So my guess is, just connecting the dots, these people were all unresponsive. Un uh, they had all passed out and unfortunately uh, lost their lives in Rapine, Virginia. Sad story. But that's the reason for the boom, uh, sonic boom from the jets. Uh, Mid-plates of uh, uh, sliced pork, statement-making leather ensembles, and piles of political T-shirts, eight Republican presidential hopefuls descended on Iowa to pitch themselves as two voters, and in Mike Pence's case, to hop on a motorcycle. The former vice president and former uh, Governor Ron DeSantis were among the White House contenders, appearing at the rally at the st state fairgrounds near Des Moines, hosted by U.S. Senator Joni Ernst. Her uh, annual political event, the Roast and Ride, a combination barbecue rally and motorcycle ride, kicks off a busy summer campaign season heading into the state's first-in-the-nation caucuses early next year. Former President Donald Trump, the leading GOP candidate, uh, was notably absent from after spending two days in the state this past week. By the way, uh, Pence now has declared D.C. Drano, who I follow on Twitter, uh, he's pretty credible, very credible. He now, now that Mike Pence has entered the race, he says, let me tell you all some, some inside info. 
In the days leading up to January 6th, it was in, I was informed by trusted sources that Pence was going to contest the rigged, wasn't going to contest the rigged electoral college results. I couldn't believe it. How could he backstab 74 million people and allow fraud to over, overthrow our executive branch? But then I was told why, he said. He cut a deal with the Koch fundraising network to be their lead ha horse in 2024 if he backstabbed Trump and the MAGA movement in 2020. To those who say he didn't have the power to contest the fraudulent ballots and allow state legislatures to conduct further review, then why did they change the Electoral Act in 2022 to explicitly state the VP could no longer facilitate this process? Because Pence knew, and he, he knew he could do it, but he uh, took the blood money away anyway. We are not in the situation because of President Trump. We're here because powerful forces work to fortify the 2020 election and coward rhinos like Mike Pence partnered with them. Uh, 30 uh, coins of uh, silver. Let's show Judas what we think of his backstabbing at the ballot box. It's just so unfortunate, isn't it? Just follow the money and you can find out what really happened. But clearly the founding fathers didn't put the vice president in charge of counting the ballots because, I mean, the uh, sergeant at arms could do that task. They put him in place because he had the power and the influence to question the results. That's why the vice president was in the Constitution, put in the Constitution to count the ballots. But he didn't do his job because he wanted the support of the Koch Foundation. Unbelievable. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator and state Florida State Senate president. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. 
Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences and building a 44,000 square foot performing arts center in downtown Naples is going to be very exciting. And you can find out more and get tickets. There's some great performances going on by visiting gulfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us our state senate president and our state senator, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. I saw the the governor got, uh, he signed 30 bills. He came across his desk uh, the other day. Boy, just a demonstration of how active the legislature was this session. <laughs> well, he's got about uh, maybe 80 more to sign. Wow. Uh, that, that we're going to send over to him. Um, you know, he is, is because he's going to get on a campaign trail over the summer anyway. Um, we want to get everything to him and we still have to get him the budget, um, which I think will probably do next week or the week after. And then we start working on what we're going to do next session. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? So I I would be really curious to get your thoughts about uh, the uh, Republican campaign for president right now and what's going on. What are your thoughts? You know, it's a, it's challenging because there are so many candidates and I, I assume that that'll sort itself out. Um, but maybe not till we get closer to the preference primary next uh, spring. Um, in the meantime, they're, they're going to be crisscrossing the country, and it gives an opportunity for um, voters to to you know hear what they have to say. And of course, everything overshadowed by uh, Donald Trump. Um, as you know, I've endorsed um, Governor DeSantis. I think he'd make a fine president. I you know I like him personally. So uh, yeah, I'll do whatever I can to help him. Absolutely. So uh, it's kind of interesting that uh, uh, right now there's uh, if there's actually threats of a third party. Apparently, I read another candidate, forgetting his name now, uh, but he wants to uh, starting. A, he wants to run as a third party candidate, and even uh, the, uh, the guy from West Virginia is suggesting he might uh, run as in a third party. That would really stir things up. Uh, <laughs> uh, that it, it it would be crazy. I think it would be difficult. It, in such a short period of time, I would assume that, you know, you in order to do that, there's just so many um, uh, structural components to that, you know, in terms of uh, rulemaking and and um, little th- details <coughs> like staffing and, and everything and, and how all that would work. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, it certainly would dilute votes from Republican and Democrats. And, 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 and again, what kind of platform are they going to have? I haven't really um, focused in on that. We'd see, see what would happen. I, I just don't see it being that, um, being at least in the short term, maybe yeah. in the long term. I don't know. 
All right. So uh, you've mentioned your support for Governor DeSantis. I was just wondering, what's his path to victory here? I mean, we've... Well, I think, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, getting out there and meeting with the voters. Uh, and, uh, you know, people have to get to know him. He 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 sometimes appear to, appears to be stiff and uncomfortable, but, I you know, I did not find him that way. I, I found him... And nor do people in Southwest Florida, you know, uh, when you talk to people who who encountered him when he was here for the hurricane recovery, I mean, he was genuinely warm and caring. And and, uh, you know, I think his biggest asset is uh, Casey DeSantis and his kids. And they, you know, they 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 do they present an alternative to um, the sort of the Trump uh, uh, mantra that I think is very appealing. It is appealing, and he's a, you know, I, I called him once, he was supposed to do a, an interview, <clears throat> he was in the car with his family, <clears throat> and he didn't, he just said, Bob, I'm, I'm here in my car with my family right now, <laughs> so I'm so, so sorry, he was, uh, this was before he was elected as governor, actually, so, uh, so it, it was uh, just the way he handled it, though, calm, smooth, uh, yeah, yeah, just, he uh, didn't overreact, I, I was just very impressed with him. You know, he's and he is wicked smart. I mean, he is so smart. Um, for what you know, Casey once told me that he has a photographic memory, and I could see that. Apparently, he reads uh, um, constantly, and and everything he reads, he retains, and, and that's a that's a great trait. Oh. Um, I can't remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> uh, the only problem with that is, could it lead to brain clutter? I mean, you've got, got so much information on your mind. Uh, maybe that's an interesting point. I don't know. What goes what goes in one one ear goes out the other with me. <laughs> well, I, I, the, the one thing that impresses me more than anything right now at this time of year is how dirty politics are. Yeah, it's. Yeah, and you know what? We decry it, but we lap it up. You know, I mean, you, you always, those are the things that people want to read. And I, you know, I don't, I have a Twitter account, but I don't post. I have staff that do because I just, you know, I'm not very technologically competent. Um, and, you know, when I, every once in a while I'll read Twitter, and I'm like, oh my God, people will say anything. It's just horrible things. I know. And, and it's, <clears throat> You know, it's, it's, if you didn't have a thick skin in this business, you couldn't survive. Because when I read what people say about me, I, I'm like, do you really know me? <laughs> yeah, and, and, well, if I if I were President Trump, I would be in the fetal position and waving the surrender flag. I mean, they are just the onslaught continues and continues. Oh, yeah. It's just on all sides. It's on all sides. It's it's it's, it's the more outrageous, the more. Um, uh, likes people get or retweets, and uh, I, it, it is discouraging. And it, and the, the civility we talk about wanting civility, mm-hmm. but I don't see it happening. I, you know, even people that are running for office, they start out saying, "Well, let's have a a very nice, uh, a cordial campaign," and then the swords come out and the, <laughs> and the knives, and and it, they they one upmanship each other. It's it's very disheartening. It is. Well, I must say that, the, and everybody wants Trump to change. If he'd only do this, if he'd only do that. I know. <laughs> you know, Trump is Trump. I mean, he loves to trash talk. That's what he's doing with these campaign right. things, you know, and uh, he's not going to change that. 
Uh, But, you know, he got great results the last time, and uh, I, I for one, am a Trump uh, supporter. I'm also a DeSantis supporter for 2028. Yeah, uh, I know. You you said that before, and I've heard that from a a lot of people. Uh, You know, uh, I'm going to stick with my guy. Yeah, sure. (laughs) I mean, that's what it's all about. And you know what? After it's all said and done, we're going to be really well-informed because we'll have see debates. We'll see interchanges between them. Exactly. I mean, I think yeah. Yeah, uh, Ramaswamy getting into the race, he doesn't have a prayer to win, but my goodness, he's going to make the debate so interesting. <laughs> it, it should That is true. It'll be primetime TV. <laughs> Absolutely. Kathleen Pasadomo, again, our state senator. I just genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, and have a great day. You as well. Thank you. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Boo Mortson. We'll find out what's new with Boo, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. you have questions about your retirement, Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board. They get the politics and know the policy, and they help prepare elected officials to have a winning strategy in uh, the legislature. You can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org, thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo, Boo Mortensen, former radio personality in Madison, Wisconsin, and she's down here on the Paradise Coast now. Boo, thank you so much for joining us. Well, it's my pleasure. It's always nice to chat on a Tuesday morning with you. It is indeed. So, Boo, I always look forward to uh, what you've picked out for us to d- discuss. What, what's on, the, on your mind today? All right. California again, is causing problems. 
And what they want to do, because this is going through their uh, state legislature, they want to now pay athletes um, a slice of tens of millions of dollars that are generated by basketball and football teams. So right now an athlete can hire an agent and be paid. They're compensated for their name and their image. So this is not only that, this is you're getting payouts of a lot of money in, in by the department, the sports departments that generate it. And they then they want to give them worker benefits and pay them minimum wage. And, and what, do you, what do you think about that? I think it is corrupting the concept of an amateur athlete. Mm-hmm. What's the difference then between a college athlete that's getting paid for his likeness and getting compensated and a um, professional sports, uh, professional athlete. Which, now there's no difference. They've blurred the lines. Yeah, there's a couple. Now, should they be? Yeah, and I mean, the problem uh, is what happens in California doesn't stay in California. Yeah, you're so right, Boo. I mean, uh, you may recall a few years ago uh, at Northwestern University, they attempted to unionize. A couple of the players wanted to unionize the football team and protect their rights and so forth. That attempt failed, but it's something that happened. So there's been this push. And on one hand, I do I am sympathetic because of, I'm guessing a lot of these athletes don't even go to class. I mean, they're just there to play football or whatever right. it might be. So maybe they should be compensated because they're, you know, they're uh, sure they got the jersey on and everything that's representing the school. But, I mean, how much of that is really being part of the school? I don't know. I... <laughs> I, I think it is polluting the image of what a, an amateur athlete is. Yeah. And the NCAA has always said, you know, you, they can't be compensated because they're amateurs. I remember, you know, because my kids were really into hockey, you couldn't even pick up a hockey player at Wisconsin and take him for dinner, mm-hmm. much less buy him a pair of shoes. You couldn't do anything. It was very, very strict, very monitored. Um it- this is a free-for-all. Yeah, it is. I mean, things have changed, though, dramatically. It used to be that uh, you, if you were a professional athlete, you couldn't play in any amateur sports. Well, now we see professional baseball players, for example, playing on their country teams, which is kind of an amateur event. Uh, and so there's, some of this, it, there's a lot of gray areas right now. Let's just say that. But the other thought, Abu, that comes to my mind is if you take this money and give it out to the athletes, I see kind of the sports department and the athletic department being kind of fungible. Uh, I would suspect that they take some of those revenues from football and, and uh, basketball to support the fencing team, the soccer team, right. the you know all these other teams that are not bringing in any revenue whatsoever. Now, where's that money going to come from? Um. Right. Well, it's gonna isn't it going to come all out of the same pot? They're going to have to subsidize the other sports teams, and then what's left over is what they give to the athletes. Yeah, that's what that's what I think. Yeah. Well, I think it's a bad idea. Personally, I'm, I'm for the idea. I think you are too of keeping athletic sports amateurs, uh, the um, college sports at being an amateur rather than a professional uh, venue. <clears throat> and you know, we're talking. Millions and millions and millions of dollars yeah. that are generated by these big Big Ten schools. Think of that. Yeah. 
Notre Dame. I mean, I, you know, I'm. Uh, there's even talk uh, within the NCAA about just throwing California out and just saying, you know what, do your own thing. Where you're not going to be under our umbrella. Yeah, you know what? I think there are a lot of people are thinking that on a lot of fronts. Uh, I, we lived in California for ten years. It was some ten glorious years in California. It's such a wonderful place to live. We lived right on the coastline and just north of L.A., so it was a wonderful, wonderful experience to us. But quite frankly, I can't imagine going back to that political atmosphere and what's going on. You know, what I understand is if you want to rent a truck, a U-Haul truck to, to leave California, it's going to cost you thousands. Uh, if you want to go the other way and rent a U-Haul truck in, in say, uh, Texas to drive it back to California, it's, you know, half or less than half of the, the price. And that's just because people are trying to get out of there. Oh, for goodness sakes. Yeah. I, I, you know, the state is so, I, I'm sure you had a great experience, but it is crazy there. Yeah. Like, a, there's another article here about California, and they have spent billions of dollars on trying to solve the homeless problem. Yeah. It's, it's a nightmare. They haven't made a dent. They haven't touched anything. And now they want to hand out more money to the athletes. It's, it's so incongruent. Well, and it's irresponsible. I mean, they go, I think there was a surplus in uh, California in the budget of uh, $9 billion, something to that effect, and the, and the numbers escape me, exact numbers. But this year, they ended the, the year with $30 billion in, in, in debt. In other words, I don't know how they developed their, their revenues, but it's obviously very unpredictable. But the point is this, that, uh, you know, and as I understand it, in San Francisco, they've lost billions of dollars in property values because people just don't want to live there anymore. Do you blame them? No, I wouldn't want to live there. You see all these people living in tents and right on the street. It's dangerous. It's smelly, I'm sure. It's not healthy. It's, it's destroying. Oh, I think the, it's a nightmare. Yeah. It's destroying the neighborhoods. I just uh, I can't imagine that. And why doesn't that happen, for example, here in Naples? Or why, don't, why doesn't it happen in other of the cities uh, where they have law and order and uh, protect from things like that? It's just, <clears throat> obviously, there's other solutions besides letting people pitch a tent in front of your, uh, uh, in front of your restaurant or business. Yeah, and that and that's it's acceptable. It's they don't think anything is wrong with that. We have some friends that lived in Tiburon in California. They came back after spending the winter here, and there was someone living in their backyard. You're and kidding. the neighbors knew about it and said, "Hey, he's entitled. Uh, he's entitled." Did you hear that Adams, the the mayor of of, uh, of New York, is now offering? He's saying, well, "We're going to pay you if you'll take in." A migrant into your home and let them live with you. <laughs> Unbelievable! Can well, you believe that? Would you, for example, I mean, uh, take a stranger into your home and let them live with you? For <laughs> I just can't believe that. No, but you know, I, um, you know, our manager, building manager here, has taken in refugees from Ukraine. Yeah, and it's you know, and they're one. They've lost their country. They've lost uh, half of their family. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think that's really a, a upstanding. And he's not being compensated for it. He's doing it out of the, the charity and the goodness of his heart. Yeah, you got to I mean, really, I would do that. I, yeah. I respect that. I mean, there's a, there's a business called uh, Better Together. Uh, uh, 
Megan Rose is the uh, CEO of the, of the business. I just really respect her. But it's faith-based. And what they do is they take in kids, for example, who are in a, an emergency situation. The parents are going through rehab or lost their jobs, lost their home, because whatever it might be. And uh, so they have members of the church take in kids. And then after they've uh, got their situation settled and they're back in, you know, to, to where there's to some degree of normality, then the family that took in the kids mentor them afterwards and help them get on their feet and uh, make good decisions in their lives. And they're doing it for thousands of people. It's just to be unbelievable. Oh, my goodness. Is that here in Naples? Uh, go to Better Together. I think it's Better Together U.S., dot com better together us.com or dot org i should say and uh, check it out it's just an unbelievable or and that's just one of the things that they're doing that are making a big difference not only here but uh, around the united states that's really neat that's a great concept right so i reverse all those things i said about taking anybody (laughs) 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 boom morrison i tell you it's always a pleasure to get your thoughts and uh, opinions and what's going on in the world thank you so much for joining us My pleasure. Have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Boo. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden uh, Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, 
personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us Seton Motley. He is the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. Tell us about Less Government. Uh, Well, I I, I had to leave Collier County because there was too much of it, but uh, we exist to reduce the sky scope and sphere of influence of government. Uh, lessgovernment.org is the website. Terrific organization. Seton, you're doing a great job. But by the way, you just shared with me a little narrative offline about uh, about getting permitting uh, compared to your experience in Collier County. Maybe you can tell us about. Yeah, and by the way, or not getting permitting. Yes, uh, see, um, I'm building see, a little. Uh, my house that I bought is on in Belize is on pilings, and what a lot of people do is they build an apartment under their house around mm-hmm. the piling, and I'm doing that. And one of the things I did, I wanted to put a big deck on the front of the house. So we laid the cement and put the foundation down. Then on Friday, my contractor came to me and said, you know what? We've already put the foundation. Why not put two-thirds of this inside and turn two-thirds of the deck into more actual inside living space? My first, con- my first contractor, my first house in Maryland had a great line. He said, Seton, the air outside is free. Once you put it inside, it costs money. Yeah, <laughs> and so he, he he gave me the quote to do it, and it was unbelievably cheap. And then here's the best part, Bob: we didn't then have to go apply to the county for approval of our plan changes and wait weeks and weeks and weeks and to go through multiple inspections. You know what we did? We decided to do it, and we started doing it. Huh. Now I built a house in Collier County because I bought in Goodland. And six months after I bought, Hurricane Irma flooded it and destroyed it. So I built this beautiful house on piles. You should, anyone listening should drive into Goodland, take the first left in front of stands, and go look at the second house on the left on, the, on Goodland Bay. It's a spectacular abode. But anyway, I built this thing, and I wanted to maximize the water frontage. So I, went, I told my contractor, Bill, who was a great guy, I said, I want floor-to-ceiling wall-to-wall windows on the two sides that face the water. And he comes back and says, the county won't let you. So what do you mean the county won't let you? They won't let you. The windows are too big. You can't have windows that big. If you want anything close to that size, and they weren't wall-to-wall and they weren't floor-to-ceiling, you have to put in doors instead of windows. That was after weeks of waiting. So then we, so we say, okay, fine. Put the biggest doors you can put in, Bill, please. Weeks and weeks go by. We, they come, the county comes back and says, well, you have to build a deck. I said, I don't want a deck. They, the county said, well, because you put doors in, you have to build a deck. Uh, I said, I didn't want the doors. <laughs> they made me put the doors in, and now they're making me build a deck because they made me put the doors in. Uh, my None of that in Belize. We decided on Friday to change the outside to inside, and the next day he ordered the cinder blocks to build the walls around the, you know, to turn the outside inside. And they'll be arriving today. You know, you're making a lot of people jealous who are listening to the show right now. And remember, and I, I wrote about this last Wednesday. This is an allegedly free Florida, an allegedly conservative Collier County. Yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, I, I said the people in, in, in the United States who are moving from the likes of California and New York to Texas and Florida are choosing the lesser of 50 evils. That's true. It's so, so true. anyway, I just, I just, I thought of my my heinous, horrendous, pain in the neck build in Collier County, Florida, on Friday when he goes, okay, we'll change it. Yeah, <laughs> done. 
John, John. So yeah. t- tell me, you've been in Belize now. I'm going to guess it's been three months now. No, it's been six. It's December 10th. Wow, amazing. So mm-hmm. six months in, in Belize. And uh, can you just give us some, uh, draw some comparisons on lifestyle as well as uh, costs and so forth? Well, it's funny. I made a meme. I wrote it. I wrote it in an article um, on Wednesday, and I made it into a meme. I'm finally achieving the American dream. I just had to leave America to achieve it. <laughs> uh, um, it's it's first of all the you, you, you every day I woke up in America. There's a great line from the Green Mile, which was the uh, Stephen King short story, which became the Tom Hanks, Michael Clark Duncan movie. And at the end of the movie, he's going to let the guy off death row because he's a miracle of God. He can heal people. And it, and, it, and it turns out he didn't commit the murder he committed or he was accused of committing. And, and Hanks is the head of the death row. And he says, I'll let you go. I, I can't visit, I can't see God on Judgment Day and say I killed one of his miracles. And and Michael Clark Duncan responds, you'd, you'd be doing me a kindness. He said, all this hatred in the world is like pieces in glass in my head all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you substitute hatred for stupidity, it's the, the stupidity all over America every day is like pieces of glass in my head. You wake up every day and you're debating whether or not men can get pregnant. The, Facebook has 78 genders. You have men competing in women's sports. You have men showering in women's locker rooms. Yeah. It's just, all of it is just, it's in, there's an old, I think it comes back to ancient Rome or maybe before, before the gods kill you, they they make you crazy. It's it's before they you know I, I'm translating into modern ease, but before, before the before the gods destroy you, they make you they make you insane. I mean that's that's what's happening, and I and it's it's the financial stuff, you know it's 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 the death by a million cuts. You know I, my my ex girlfriend gets my mail and she sends me pictures of all the bills. Oh, you here's your five lot because the lots in my neighborhood are in Texas are 0.17 acres. So I, my, my predecessor combined five lots. So I owe five lots worth of uh, homeowners association, and I owe eight grand in property tax. Yeah. In in allegedly free Texas, in allegedly you know small government, Comal County. I'm in the middle of nowhere. It's hundreds of miles of scrub brush, nothing. And they're going to charge me eight grand for property tax for one year. I own 85 feet of Caribbean sea frontage. Here in Belize, the property tax is ten dollars a year. Wow! So I'm going to no one, for- no one thinks men can get pregnant. Everyone knows there's two genders. Men are not going into the ladies' room. I remember <clears throat> when I first came down to visit in August to look around. I, I went to a bowling alley which had the best fajitas I'd ever had in my life, and I said, "Excuse me, I had to use the restroom." I came back and I was smiling. He said, "What are you smiling about?" I said, "Because the door said men and women." <laughs> All right, so so it's just it's every day you wake up, you you don't feel your you know you're not it's not a daily scramble to to stay even. Yeah, you're not because you know uh, I, I last night I went to a, a a vendor on the street in a little stand, and I got uh, stewed pork, rice and beans, and and amazing homemade potato salad. It was unbelievable. It blew me away, and it was five dollars U.S. Wow, I mean it's just it's just everything. There's a farm on the Guatemalan border that drives all the way here and delivers meat and vegetables, I meat and fish and eggs and stuff. Um, you know, I get 30 eggs for six bucks delivered to my house. Um, 
It's just, it's just everything is easier. Everything's simpler. Everyone's happier. You know, there's this cloud of anger and and depression yeah. that hangs over the country, and it's just, it's it's not it's night and day. And and it's it, it, the expression I use is fish don't know they're wet. <laughs> you know, you're swimming in it. You don't realize. You step outside the country for two minutes, and you realize, oh my. You know, they say the land of the free. It hasn't been the land of the free in a long. Seton Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I encourage you to visit lessgovernment.org. Seton's writing some great pieces you'll find there on his website. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seton, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden. She knows a lot. She's my wife, by the way, and uh, she knows a lot about what's going on, not only here on the Paradise Coast, but around the country. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. you have questions about your retirement, Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Luke Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. I want to remind you that Wednesday through Saturday, uh, 4 to 8 p.m., Lulubee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center, now serving great breakfasts and lunch. Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m., are serving fantastic dinners. They're a great separate menu for dinner, including comfort food and some great new seafood items, and uh, the chef is just doing a great job. So it's inexpensive. It's casual. Don't need a reservation. Just drop in and enjoy Lulubee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center for not only a great lunch or breakfast, but also a great dinner as well, Wednesday through Saturday uh, p.m. We have with us Linda Harden. Again, Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, and don't forget about that 
wedge salad. Oh, uh, the wedge salad. Linda has the wedge salad every time we go to Lulabee's. It's the best ever. And uh, yeah, it, uh, I had the grouper. The grouper's fantastic too. So uh, we're not hearing too much in the news about what's going on on the Comer, Comer front. Apparently, they allowed uh, uh, some of the uh, people from the committee to see the uh, the uh, paper that demonstrated that uh, Biden had uh, had a deal. Uh, was bribed for five million dollars and changed American policy. And changed. And and you know what's so funny about this? This, um, I watched a part of the news conference of James Comer and uh, from the oversight chairman of the oversight committee yesterday. And he said, "It's just making everything more clear." But but the fact of the matter is that, oh, just get back to the, back to the news conference for just a second. James Comer is just like, he's all business, and he's, he's serious about this. So he and Jamie Raskin, who's the, who's the uh, Democrat, who the, was the ranking member on the Oversight Committee, um, who is like a whining crybaby all the time. He's just whining, whining, whining all the time about everything James Comer does. And so James Comer comes out and gives this very serious press conference, like, okay, we saw it, but... but um, uh, Christopher Ray is not not allowing us to see everything, and so we're gonna we're gonna um, uh, put contempt of Congress charges on him. Well, Jamie Raskin comes out, and it's like he's just pulling this stuff out of the air. You know that that phrase like "Thou dost con- uh, complain too much" or what yeah, what is that? Right. Jamie Raskin just went on this rant about oh there's nothing to see here if if the if the republicans really have something then they pro- then they need to provide evidence well hello yeah they've got the evidence and the fbi won't let you see it so do you really think the american people are that stupid that yeah. you can't see this wailing oh you oh we, they don't have any evidence well yes we do have evidence and and you're standing in the way of it it's so interesting i mean there's so much evidence to demonstrate it and of course the fbi is saying well we can't release the document because we've got an ongoing investigation now this thing is uh, over five years old if you're going to believe this and, and he, apparently the fbi is still looking into it are you kidding me these guys it's to say it's an the justice get, department is an ongoing investigation here's here's what's screaming loud about this too it's unclassified. Right. It's not like they're hiding a classified document. Right. They're hiding an unclassified document. And doesn't that just, you know, it's so funny. These people who are censoring face, you know, Facebook, Twitter used to, um, they still are to a certain extent. All these people that are YouTube that just censored um, an entire uh, podcast with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on it who said the CIA was responsible for uh, killing his father. And, and YouTube took it off the air. Let's see. Does that make people say, oh, geez, YouTube took it off the air. I'm not interested in it anymore. Really? <laughs> yeah, it just, just raises suspicions. Well, and so, so back to this, this FBI thing, um, I was listening to uh, this morning on TV a little bit of, um, oh, I can't think of that former congressman from Colorado, but he says, James Comer is over the target. They, they are blocking something that is clearly something that that's going to implicate Biden they're over the target and all this is doing by Christopher Ray is bringing more and more attention to it yeah I mean, it's just it's just boggles the mind how stupid they think the American people are well here's the thing though it's most Americans aren't even aware of what's going on because the mainstream media won't cover it it's very frustrating here's the, here's the problem though Robert nobody's watching the mainstream media 
I mean, the fact that that um, Newsmax and all these other these other uh, news organizations are beating the pants off of CNN, MSNBC, they're not watching them. Yeah. So. Clearly, the American people are going to other sources to get their news. So yes, and, and if you look at the polls, people are up in arms about this, saying, we want answers about Biden and what he's been up to. But, but Washington and the Democrats and the deep state are in their little bubble going, wait, 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 if we just, if we just hide our little information down in the basement, no one will see it. Well, it's getting out. Yeah. And I must say that more and more reporters in the press room at the White House are asking these questions. They never used to, but they're asking them now. Well, that's good news. You know what? We're going to wind down here, but I would appreciate it if you would share with our listeners some of the uh, cable or the news outlets that you prefer because uh, I don't have any access to it because I don't mess with the channels or anything like that. But what are some of the good news outlets that people should consider instead of the mainstream media? Well, I you know if if you if you're on cable, I'd go to Newsmax and or One America News if you have it. Um, Newsmax has a lot of Fox former Fox people on it, mm-hmm. but um, I'm questioning them because uh, when Trump was speaking the other day at at some event, um, and he was speaking about election interference, they shut him down. So Newsmax owner has some real issues. He's trying to play both ends against the middle, so mm-hmm. that's a problem. But I my my. I go to social media to get my news. Mm. I go to Twitter. I'm back on Twitter. Da 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 da. Yeah. And um, and so um, Telegram. I get I get my news from those people. And and Real American Voice, Real America's Voice app. Steve Bannon's on that. That's that's my go to. You know that I turn yeah. that on TV immediately in yeah. the morning. Yeah. And watch it. And that's it. to simplify it. You go to the app store, get the app. It's free. You can, you can. Um, Real America News. Real, no, Real America's Voice. Real America's Voice. R A V on the App Store, and it's, it's. They've got news all the time, all the time, and it's, and it's, it's really good. I'm sorry we can't talk about Fox because that's a. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll do that another time. But mm-hmm. I just genuinely appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. All right, well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got a great show lined up for you tomorrow. We've got Bob Levy, the chairman emeritus of the Cato Institute, and Professor Andrew Joppin, author of Josephus of Oz, will be with us as well. Always a fun discussion with Bob and Andy. I always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com, bobharden at hotmail.com. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.